Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views with your hosts. I'm Dan. And I'm Lou. And we are a general topic podcast. We're going to talk a subject, could be anything and everything, and we'll cast views. Clever names of the, <laughs> of the podcast there. Yeah. We've got a guest this week, Lou, haven't we? So we have. We'll get, yeah, we'll get to them very shortly, but we are going to do another theme month, which I think I've just dropped on you last week. We're kind of going to do some what if, what if he, that sounds wrong, actually, some what if kind of scenarios. Yeah, like hypothetical situations, I guess, almost. But what ifs, I guess, from like a historical perspective as well, maybe. Well, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of everything. I think this one, we're going to have a bit of fun. Then we've got some that are kind of grounded in real life. But this one, I think is going to be a fun one. So before we get into that, we'll introduce our host. Actually, first, let's play a promo for them. And it is actually, it's going to be Matt from Decaying from Decaying with the Boys. So we'll play his promo first. Welcome back to the Jojatorium. It's Decaying with the Boys. That's right. It's Matt. It's Adam. Two comedic co-hosts that talk about what they love. Beers, combat sports, pop culture, horror movies, and whatever else we want. So subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to catch new episodes dropping every Sunday morning. And we're back. And hi, Matt. Hi. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> I've I've looked so forward to doing this for so long. So I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I've got to put my hand up again. We was we've been talking ages about trying to do this, and I, I remember messaging you ages ago, say, should we do it? And then just time just marches on. And then I thought, do you know what? When I thought about this what if, and I had an idea, I thought you'd probably be the perfect one for this subject. So we got you on. I appreciate it. I also tried to entice you the one time by sending you a, a video of myself playing a banjo ukulele. I was like, if I'm ever going to get on, I'm, a, I'm just going to entrance him with, with uh, folk music. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, I'm going to dig that out. That can be our trailer for this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so actually, before, before we get into the subject, do you want to just tell us about your your podcast absolutely yeah uh so it's myself and my my co-host adam uh we like to talk about craft beer uh we like to interview home brewers and newly pro brewers and then we sprinkle in things that we really like uh we'd like to do you know uh, combat sports horror movies uh pop culture wherever we get our hands on we really want to uh, just make it feel like a barroom chat but at the same time, we want to highlight our, our culture and our community with craft beer and kind of bring more eyes to that. So um, our, la- our last few episodes have been interviews with some incredible brewers and upstarts, and I'm really proud of what we're doing. Um, but I also like to have way too much fun. So <laughs> that's why I'm excited to be here today on Casting Views. <laughs> yeah, Lou, this is the guy for beers, man. <laughs> And and I think that's normally how I've always, when we played your, because we played your promo a few times, actually, I, I always say it's basically it's beers, fighting, and more beer, but not yeah. necessarily in that order either. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a perfect place. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, we, as you guys say, we, we crack on uh, about the, yeah. <laughs> about, yeah, but craft beer is number one and combat sports is a close number two. We love wrestling. We're big nerds. So we enjoy that. Oh, see, now this is throwing me back as well because I, I feel like the if you didn't hear it previously, I've got to now put my Chris Jericho line in there. Oh yeah, yeah. I I missed Chris when I was at university. I missed Chris Jericho and Brett the Hitman Hart, who were in my university town, 
by like two and a half minutes or five minutes because they walked into the kebab shop after I'd been on my night out. And then I said to the guys behind the counter, they were like, you like wrestling, don't you? Because we talked about it before. And they're like, you'll never guess who was in here five minutes ago. And then they pulled out a, a picture of Chris Jericho and Bret Hart sat behind the counter and I'd missed them. One last drink in the club <laughs> meant that I missed two like childhood <laughs> idols. Yeah, I've never lived that icons. day down. Un- unbelievable. I would have asked him to put me in a sharpshooter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Amazing photograph that would have been. <laughs> it's funny you say because I made Adam put me in a sharpshooter whenever we we just watched AEW's uh, this double or nothing, and he was bitching about someone not putting someone in a good sharpshooter. I'm like, put me in one then. So there's a video we put up of it, and the thing that you miss is he actually chops me down, like he gives me the chest chops to get me to go down, and he throws me in the sharpshooter, and I do my best attempt to sell. I was like, oh my God, no. I was like trying to reach out to nobody. <laughs> the, the, the thing I love about Lou's story, though, as well, is that it, that it would have been an encounter in a kebab shop. Now, I don't know, do you have kebabs like we do over here? Not, probably not nearly as delicious as yours, but we do have them. Oh, well, that's, I wouldn't, oh, maybe not the one that I was in. Student town uh, quality was probably questionable at best. <laughs> well, kebabs here are normally. Once you've had about six or seven pints, right? That they're yeah. they're the food shop you stop in on the way home, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're yeah. not normally oh, yeah. the, the food of choice. But that that would have been brilliant seeing him in a kebab shop. <laughs> that, that, that would have been. That that Chris, like, but... Chris Jericho, I love you. The way you <laughs> you're just you're the great you're an icon. You're undisputed. <laughs> Garlic sauce down my chin. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, well, we could do turn this into a wrestling one, but but we know we've got an agenda. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I say agenda, we're really loose we one. Don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry about that. No, so and 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 kind of, Matt, you alluded to it in your description, which is why I've chosen you. But we're gonna do a kind of what if horror and horror films were real. And yeah, I, I, I remember wait. listening. To, I remember listening to a couple of your episodes about the horror films, which is why I chose you, as I said. That's pretty much it, the subject that I messaged out to the two of you. So I want to put ourselves in a world where horror villains, horror trope are real. Yes. How do we fare? Who who would we want to face? Who wouldn't we want to face? How do we fare? And the three of us, could we survive like a, a, a week or an hour and a half in one of these films? <laughs> well, that'd be really good. Like, yeah, like, like, oh, yeah, it's Ghostface from Scream. But then, like, someone says, well, you have to survive seven days. No. So... <laughs> No, this, this reminds me a little bit. This reminds me a little bit of that Mike Myers challenge that was going around on um, TikTok, where they're like, you're, "You've got to rush to the door with your keys to see yeah. if you could survive in that world." Yeah. Oh. See, Mike Myers already. Then I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because one, it, it, one, it involves moving fairly fast, so I'm out. I, I might be able to do that, but I'm always the person where the keys are at the bottom of my pocket, at the bottom of the wallet, the the cell phone. So and I'm dropping the keys then. So <laughs> you know, there's no chance I'm a, I'm ever passing that challenge. See, this is the issue with me because I've probably locked the keys in the house, so I'm I've got no chance whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I don't have good fine motor skills to begin with, and then to add stress, anxiety, and adrenaline on top of that, yeah, I'm dead. I'm feeding <laughs> I'm feeding the cannibal family. That's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> So, so actually, so so kind of mate. So you said already that your your podcast you do feature on horror horror films. Lou, are you 
like much of a horror fan, horror junkie. Oh, do you know what's terrible is I like at my big old age, I, I still can't really hack horror films to be honest. Like, do you know when your heart starts to flutter and you look through your hands? I'm just one of them. And this is like even really light stuff as well. Like, I don't even do stuff that's just tension. Like, paranormal activity is hard enough for me. Like, let alone proper horror. I'm sat there thinking anything that's got a bit of bit of um tension around it just doesn't do well for me. But I will watch horror films. I'm much more preferable to things that are particularly gory as opposed to things that are tense and not edgy your seat because I don't like that feeling basically it's, it's like yeah, a I'm the other thing. way yeah I'm the other <laughs> way I don't like gore I much rather the stress <laughs> <laughs> Matt what about you what kind of floats your boat in the horror world then oh man um so it, it has to be kind of like a mood thing for sure but I would say one of the biggest things I do get into is realism I like the found footage uh okay. scream actually another thing too is funny scream is my favorite horror franchise even the crappy ones like scream 3 because it's it's very meta it makes fun of itself but it's very realistic where someone could just say today's the day i'm gonna get a vocoder clone a phone and i'm gonna murder yeah. these so many people because they have a singular relation to each other and it's it's intriguing um and it's also really weird to see the evolution of a horror franchise because the first movie does really well. They're always going to make more. And I always want to see the evolution of that that villain. And Scream did it so well because they had to keep tying new people into why Billy Loomis did it first. So yeah. I, I love that. So more realistic style um, kind of catches my attention. But I will say, too, dystopian zombie movies that make me feel kind of hopeless. I like those, too. <laughs> <laughs> very grim, isn't it? No, I, I'm, yeah, like I said, I, I'm very much more, I like the psychological element of horror films. So paranormal activity, the one where it keeps me on, on the edge of my seat. The gore, after a while, not, you know, not necessarily that it turns my stomach, but they, they seem to, especially in recent years, just want to up the ante on that gore steak and i'm kind of out after a certain level <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like what saw film are we on at the minute like saw 16 <laughs> or something saw 16 in 4d <laughs> yeah uh, i went Six. and saw that too man that saw 3d thing i actually went and saw <laughs> that and it was everything you never wish it would have been it was, <laughs> it was it was awful it was so awful that i bought it and i bought to watch it in 3d in my house and it was still awful and i love it <laughs> so i really like the saw films though I, I mean i think the first one is still a brilliant film yes. the first film stands out but i like the idea that it's um it's kind of like a game i like the idea that they have got a chance as, as twisted as it is but it's it's still i kind of like i love game shows so maybe i just love the fact that it's like a horror game show <laughs> or a killer game show absolutely there's another movie you'd like then too it's called uh death party it's it's so, okay. or no i'm sorry player die player the death party is a funny one it's a more of a comedy horror but uh player die it's the same thing they find like a little uh a little uh, game board, almost like sorry, and they all put their thumbs in and get injected with something, and then it just goes insane. It's just, it's a, it's almost like a would you rather, truth or dare kind of thing, and it, it's a B movie. It's full of gore. It's so funny, and you would love it if you love Saw. You would love this. Lou, you mentioned Paranormal Activity. I, I came late to the party with those films, but I love them. I think they're great. 
Um, yeah, just well, when you consider that the first one was basically made with a budget of like fifty-six pounds, it's pretty <laughs> impressive what they managed to do with that with those films. To be fair, um, but again, I guess it's kind of like similar to like the found footage stuff because I had um, as soon as you mentioned that, the moment the immediate films that came to mind were things like Wreck, Cloverfield, <laughs> as well, kind of came to mind immediately. Um, and then it kind of took me on to like a zo- zombie horror genre. And I was like, wow, there's actually so many things that I would die yeah. in. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. Uh, every, every found footage horror, uh, every found footage horror haunted mansion, haunted house thing, Grave Encounters 1 and 2, I'm dying encounters, as yeah. soon as the door locks. It's like, get the fat one. I'm dead every time. <laughs> yeah, but you were Great saying to me encounters. beforehand, though, so you're, you're quite a, a big big chap in terms of your six yes. three you said so i think you're you're gonna you, you're that archetypal football player though you could just tackle them wouldn't you, could, you could, i would hope so but i think uh i'm definitely the guy so i'm the like, guy hiding behind you yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. <laughs> and, and i would hope that it, in these moments i would be the guy who'd be like dan get behind me <laughs> <laughs> We would see. I don't know. I def- I want to be the guy that sacrifices himself for the greater good. And, and you know, but, normally in films, like in the action films, like no, no, I'm going to go first. You're like, no, I'm going to. I'll be like, okay, Matt, I'm not arguing. I'll do yeah. that after so, you. Yeah. yeah, by all means. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, but you know, and if we're talking found footage, obviously, I'm not necessarily saying it's the first one, but the one that kind of really kickstarted it all off was um, Blair Witch as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah, wonderful which, movie. Yeah, which I'm not sure now. I don't know how it stands the test of time now. But again, I remember seeing it and just think it was really effective. That final scene is just brilliant, you know. And it's amazing if a film can do that without showing you anything and yeah. and still have that effect on you. I, I, yeah, that that was really really good. But I remember the time when it came out because there was such a media blitz around it being. I found found footage film wasn't it they it was it was almost attempted to try make it be this is real you know and then it obviously, was it was yeah. beautiful too because the internet was still kind of in its infancy so there yes. was no there was no bloody disgusting there was no like uh fangoria there, those things weren't out there so you know uh, or they were and you couldn't get your hands on them it's very niche so whenever blair witch was coming out and they actually did like fake news drops that KDKA in Pittsburgh was picked up like these three early 20s filmmakers died in the hills of Massachusetts as yeah. oh it's yeah. beautiful and that film still stands up I think Blair Witch Project is the in my opinion the prototype for great atmospheric conflicting uh aggression and every, inside found footage it's so wonderfully done and like you said Lou super tight budget and then yeah. the the best thing about it was too, all the actors were told like when we're done with this movie, disappear for the next six months. Don't <laughs> don't do shit for the next six months. And then all of a sudden, the female lead popped up on like uh, like Oprah or something like I'm alive. I'm actually not dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the thing where you you make it more than a film. It is then a proper experience, isn't it? It's they've yeah. tried to they know that they can't compete with the Hollywood film studios so they've made it an experience oh yeah 100 percent, man yeah so so kind of before we go into some of the finest things yeah and and for me i i think i used to be like when i was a kid i was quite a big horror fan so i loved watching you know because you'd get your hands on the tapes you know the vhs tapes back then and i think i was talking to antonio in in an episode about the video nasties i think vhs makes horror films even scarier 
than I think watching them on <laughs> HD or Blu-ray. Um, there's something about it. But yeah, I loved, I mean, I, I was a huge fan. They terrified me at the time, but The Nightmare on Elm Street, huge fan of those. I'd seen the first kind of like couple of Halloweens. But then, you know, in the 80s, you got like loads and 90s, really random ones like Maniac Cop, things like that. Yeah, <laughs> I know? love Maniac Cop. It's such a good movie. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so and, and I'm yeah, gonna. Oh, sorry, go on, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I was gonna say. I just. I have to gush for a second because that was the first horror movie I ever got from the hobby shop. Was Maniac Cop? I tricked my mom into thinking it was like RoboCop or something. So amazing. Because I had the guy. I can't remember his name, but he's got the really big jaw as well, didn't he? Uh, oh, yes. I remember, but yeah, he looked. He looked menacing. And anyway, uh, so that's half the the job done there. But um. But yeah, I, and and I'm kind of going to give a uh, an honor, honorary mention actually just now because I've literally just finished watching it. I think the current series of um, Stranger Things has really, for me, got quite a horror undertone to it, more so than the previous ones. This one has kind of really effectively, I think, made me feel like I am watching one of those old franchise films. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like you look at the way the 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 Duffy brothers, Duffer brothers, Duffy. I'm getting them wrong, but it's it's the Duff something brothers, yeah. and they tried to sell that they tried to sell that franchise to like 13 or 14 other networks, and Netflix was like, "Hey, man, we made stand up comedy cool again, so we're gonna take you and try this out." And you're right; it kind of reminds me of finding that old grimy VHS tape and throwing it in and being like, "I wonder what this is gonna be like." And yeah, every yeah. season has hit so well, and the newest one absolutely smashes. So yeah, I, I agree with you 100, percent Dan. Okay, cool. Right, so. And like I said, um, happy for this to descend, actually, because we're having a great fun just talking about horror genre <laughs> oh, yeah. anyway. But so I'm happy to to abandon the what if at any point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like I said, this is just great fun. Did we have anything to salute? So I don't know, did you bring anything in terms of like any horror enemy types that you yeah against so i was thinking yeah i was thinking maybe like types and then different films and the way that they've portrayed it so i feel like we were going to start i was going to start with the biggest one which is zombies because everyone loves a great zombie film so i think that there's lots of different ways in which zombies have been presented so i've got down in my notes a few films and then we could probably talk through how we would do and how we'd fare so i've got dawn of the dead down as my first I've got then subsequently Shaun of the Dead, only because (laughs) (laughs) set in Britain as well. It's great. I just feel like that's probably how a zombie apocalypse would happen here, like going to the shops, Cornetto. Um, I've got Zombieland. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then I've got, starting to get a bit more serious, I Am Legend, 28 days, 28 weeks. And then I'm going to throw Wreck in there as well, because they're kind of like zombies, but like paranormal kind of zombies. Okay. I guess I think yeah I, I, I'm gonna put I'm gonna it might be a stretch but I'm gonna throw wreck in there as well now just for context Dan wreck is like kind of like a first person like kind of found footage as well I think how many did they make in the end I think I thought three. It was the first two three yeah they, they I haven't three, seen the yeah. third one yeah oh it's um, they're each brilliant in their own way and, yeah yeah but I'm sorry I digress Lou keep no, going absolutely. <laughs> yeah basically so, long story so they short, haven't been paused yeah oh no no <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go get the dad joke in there, God. <laughs> but yeah, Wreck is basically like found footage. They're kind of like a zombie supernatural horror almost. But I think the first one, where was the first one set? Was that one set in the apartment building? It was, yeah, the apartment building. Yeah. And then it went to the ship and then it went to, I believe, the airport. So it's yeah. like, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yeah. 
Um, and basically, yeah, it's just you're following what is essentially like a group of survivors kind of around <laughs> through first person on their kind of like zombie story trying to survive, basically. Um, was there a, like, a spin-off one that was made as well, which was like a wedding? In America, actually, we made Quarantine. Uh, ah. Yeah, so it's it follows okay. the same suit. Um, and it, it was it was absolutely beautifully done uh, in the same vein as like if I don't know if fast zombies, you know, they really they really honed in on the rabies virus that was turning everybody and how quickly it could spread on one bite or one scratch or even spit. Uh, but, yeah, the wedding one you're speaking about was incredible because it it's because it's a romantic comedy on the first level. <laughs> yeah. And then they put fast twitch hardcore zombies on the next level and they put buckets of blood on top of the whole thing it's 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 like one of those spill cakes from the top it's absolutely gorgeous everyone did a great job and there's a scene in that movie where the bride-to-be has to rip her dress to tie off her uh husband's arm because he's been bitten and then she gets a chainsaw and she's like come on you bastards and and she's just ripping through the the catacombs of like a french uh like a French uh, hotel or something. She's in the catacombs and she's just ripping through people with a chainsaw. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Have you not just hit the nail on the head there? The thing about horror is you can do whatever you want. They can be as batshit sort of. Yeah. The plot line can go anywhere and do anything. Yeah, um, it's, and it's beautiful. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but zombies. Yeah, I, I think I fancy my chances against most zombies. Think. Yeah, I, I was thinking like your Dawn of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead, Zombie Land, <laughs> a kind of your very not a oh, placid's the wrong word. Are oh, you very kind of like walking about, quite robotic, not particularly aware? And then when you start getting to your twenty-eight days, twenty-eight weeks, all of a sudden that's yeah, yeah, finished. Not <sighs> even thirty minutes. I'd have a heart attack before I died of anything else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those the, the twenty-eight, the twenty-eight series really went back to the idea of not calling them zombies it was actually the rage virus that was infected them so everyone's just so aggressively angry and that's what drove the infected oh man Uh, yeah i think uh that's where my stature would be uh against me (laughs) you have to be able to run forever forever (laughs) and i can't run a hundred yards before i'm like who has water and a granola bar i need a hug (laughs) (laughs) the three of us we could outwit them couldn't we i think we could uh the 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 28 days zombies maybe maybe they they hoard a lot better it kind of reminds me of like world war z where they kind of have the same mindset where they go towards sound and they have the ability to like kind of sniff you out if you don't have the rage virus in you so it's they can hone in on you pretty quickly and that's where i'm thinking like we would get swarmed because we're going to try to just out, give... outthink them we're no we just sit down if it's rage i mean just give them a cup of tea yeah sit, sit them down you know a couple of biscuits you know that's a, that's a digestive maybe that's what it was maybe Shaun of the dead wasn't actually dawn of the dead as like a parody maybe it was 28 days but they were just in england yeah <laughs> yeah. Everyone's That's real docile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do you get through to them? And I'm thinking, okay, if it's rage, you calm them down. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you you you, you give them some cuddly toys or something. I don't know. I mean, Cook them a I, nice I, meal. I got a Celine Dion record I could throw on. I'm pretty sure light some candles and be like, hey. we wanted we wanted to calm them down, didn't we? Yeah. We, we didn't yeah. want to infuriate them. More. Just, just, 
like, do you like Titanic? I like Titanic. And you're just trying, <laughs> trying to just pet them. You're okay. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, no, but but that's that's the thing once we talk about, because I've, I've seen 28 Days Later. I remember seeing that at the cinema. Um, yeah, terrifying. Yeah, I, I, once you start getting to that speed, because the thing about general zombies is the numbers. And yeah, you can never survive the numbers, but they've got the yeah. speed, like you said. But has there ever been a more terrifying zombie scene than the one in 28 weeks where he's being chased out of the house? He looks back and sees his wife and then he's sprinting as fast as he can through the field. Like you feel terror with him in that moment where he leaps onto the boat at the last second. That that there is like is is strange because usually you don't I don't feel like you don't get that emotion with horror films particularly but that i actually was fearful with the character in that scene it was unbelievably well done i think oh, yeah. so in the same vein of that too so 28 days the 28 series have you ever watched the netflix series black summer at all yes no, i no. think is that got two seasons at the minute yeah it's got two seasons and yeah. it is brilliant that yeah. that is that is a true it's a true to grit way how people would react to a zombie apocalypse just the way that these people are it's not the over glamorization of the walking dead and it's not the disparity of 20 days later it's like you really see people against people against zombies against people <laughs> so it's it's amazing and that i feel like that's kind of how it would devolve a little bit and that's and that makes it even and tougher because you think like, oh, I need to survive the zombies. No, I need to survive the zombies and survive the people who have lost the last bits of their own humanity without yeah, wanting yeah. to bite my face off. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I think I've watched the first season of Black Summer and I remember fe- that, that, that program, that series made me feel lonely when I was yeah. watching it. I oh, think wow. that's the it's it's a really strange atmosphere that they managed to create because that it's not amazing production value or anything like that it's just bare to the bones this is what the world would be yeah basically Be- and would 100 recommend 100 yeah. would recommend um, see that yeah. and, and that's the thing Matt. like you said the thing i've learned about anything zombie related is it's the people that ultimately you have to watch out for not the zombies so yeah. <laughs> it, it, you, you could probably take you could probably survive the zombies for a while it's the people apparently now yeah a lot of mine sort of so i've read like I've read all the comics for The Walking Dead. I, th- I think the comics are brilliant. Yeah. And there's another one. It was made. It was made into I think a TV series, but I can't remember. It's about a plane that lands. Is it in New York or Washington? And there's a virus again. I think on that plane, and everyone I think on the plane dies. But oh, I know you're talking about. It's called The Strain, and it's That's uh, it, The Strain. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Absolutely brilliant wonderful comic book series by the way fx did a phenomenal job on that and they actually were smart enough to start it climax it and finish it perfectly <laughs> i've not seen the show i've not seen the show so i'll have to if, you, oh if, if my god it. <laughs> dude it is so it's so good it's so so good oh man it's um it makes you feel um same way kind of like how black summer you feel like jesus man you're just watching this this universe slowly turn over and you're like how how is this small core group of survivors going to figure out how to stop what is the more vampires than zombies but they have zombie like qualities yeah, yeah but like the modern day dracula how do they stop the modern yeah. day dracula it's amazing yeah. you 
you have to watch it, Dan. You have to watch <laughs> oh, it. We're doing it homework, homework. Yeah. <laughs> Lou, what, what about you then, Lou, with zombies? You think you could... Uh... Well, this is the thing is, I think it's different. I think we're we're going to have different perspectives as well because Shaun of the Dead. I think the one thing that they got bloody accurate was that the 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 most fierce weapon in anybody's arsenal in this country is like a cricket bat. So as a result, I feel like we're limited with options. You just have like Brits in the streets with cricket bats and tennis rackets, <laughs> like rolling not pins my and vinyl. frying pans. I tell you what, I've seen yeah, yeah. that, and I'm, never, I'm not wasting my vinyl on them. There, <laughs> that 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 hurt me. It would legitimately be the scene where you're flicking through it, being like, what can go? <laughs> I'm like, take me, leave the final. <laughs> oh, my God. But so, I feel like, I feel like Shaun of the Dead you could get away with because you can kind of manoeuvre around them, not yeah, particularly aggressive. Yeah. And you can just hold out, like, sure, it's awkward when you want to walk to the shops because it's a bit of an obstacle course. But they're not particularly troublesome i don't think and a bit like dawn of the dead as well in reality they weren't particularly aggressive in that film it was just hordes that's what it was is in those films numbers are scary and in some other films individual zombies are particularly scary um zombie land as well i think would be a a a real horror film that you would genuinely have fun in i think in the zombie land universe yeah um, especially with the nature of the characters they brought together in that film as well. But I think those three I could probably survive quite a long time in. I think I'd have a full, fully fledged life in those three. Yeah. Those three timelines. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, also, too, real quick, uh, Zombieland took it, all of its premise from Dead Rising, the Xbox. <laughs> that's port. right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they, they try to incorporate a lot of that in there. That's, uh, that's why I think I'd have a fun time in Zombieland as well. That's yeah. why I was. I would say that real quick. I want to be. I want to be as nerdy as I possibly can be. Oh, you, well, you, the, the problem is, you've just added another hour to this now because then you've got yeah, video, video game horror. So you know, yeah, Silent yeah. Hill, Dead Space. You know, even the Bioshock games. It's... Oh, man. yeah. It, that's a tangent. Left for Dead is. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> zombie that's killer it, of the week. Yeah. Zombie killer of the say, week here would be like a red London bus traveling over a horde of zombies, I reckon, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> through Trafalgar Square or something like that. <laughs> well, that's the thing, Luke. Going back to what you said, I think yeah, zombies previously have been used as not. I won't say a lazy enemy, but it is about yeah, just chuck chuck volumes of of them at people because they're just slow shambling, yeah, crying out for brains. So what, how do you make them scary? Yeah, you, you chuck about 2,000 of them against the three of us plucky plucky survivors here. You know, that, that's, how, that's how we do it. But funnily enough, I think that that's what... This is a little bit of a tangent as well. Do you know The Walking Dead? I used to be really into The Walking Dead to the point of like season seven or eight. Well, I don't know how... 27 now seasons there are. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but I feel like that's maybe what kind of set The Walking Dead off to a point of where I didn't really enjoy it anymore is because the threat didn't become zombies. At that point, the threat was just humans yeah. and the zombies were kind of a sideshow. And the show's still called The Walking Dead. Like there was nothing better than when they had that first series. And what um, city were they in where they covered themselves in the zombie guts and then walked through a horde? Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta, I think. Yeah, down in Georgia, Atlanta, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I thought that was absolutely brilliant. But then, yeah, it's true. Like the kind of story progressed and to become about like psychotic cult-like groups. And I feel like the zombies just weren't enough of an incorporation into what was going on. That's why I stayed with the comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I will say this, though, uh, bringing back the dressing up in the zombie guts, they, they did get one of the most controversial kills ever on national television, here in America at least, where um, they were in Alexandria and 
there was a group of them trying to get through a horde of zombies when the walls fell and they dressed everybody up in the in the guts and there's a little kid named sam who i think was i think he was slightly autistic i think i was the problem is he was slightly autistic and couldn't like couldn't keep to himself so he's walking through he's holding his mom's hand he's going mom 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 and then all of a sudden like three or four zombies converge on him they bite his forehead bite his neck and bite his shoulder and rip meat out and america was like you can't do that and greg nicotero is like well i did it and i'm gonna do it again (laughs) (laughs) funnily enough i actually think that's the season i stopped watching it because i actually remember that Thing, oh, and it was actually really gruesome with the way that it was presented as well. It was like it was actually really, really gory in the way that they'd done that. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, I remember that now. That was absolutely brilliant. See, and that's the thing. Like moments like that, you never ever forgot. Like the moment. Sorry, now we've just gone on a, a Walking Dead tangent. <laughs> no, let's well. do it. No, let's do it. I love it. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, it's like the moment where um, Glenn was on the. Um, bin or garbage can or garbage yeah. dumpster, um, yeah. and then he falls off, and then the end of that episode is like guts being torn out. And I remember going to bed that night thinking it can't be the way that he's gone out, surely not. And then yeah. we had to wait a whole week for the next episode, only to see that he was all right. Absolutely brilliantly done. Yeah, so so well, so well done. And that's the thing, though, too. Like the thing that my big qualm with The Walking Dead is always going to be that there's so much space in between uh an evolving storyline it's always like the governor series i think was the last time they had a good story arc that had great episodes and then from there it was very sloggy where it became more of a focus on humanity versus humanity instead of like hey do you know we have an apocalypse on our hands do you know how to make a light bulb because i don't (laughs) (laughs) and and this was it and this is why i stopped watching it when it became more about the people it became like a um soap rather than a horror program um, yeah and i've not watched it and and i stopped after like season two or three and i've not watched a spin-off but did it really need a spin-off series as well i don't know what fear the walking dead's about but it feels like the walking dead is the story yeah <laughs> and i don't yeah. know what the spin-off yeah. is but did they need to do that i, I don't know, I don't know. I in t- reality i guess I, I, I was gonna say i could tell you what the spin-off was it was trash that's <laughs> <laughs> But also, there were brilliant moments in that show where they used the zombies as almost a sideshow for the the story with the humanity. So I'll never forget one kill that always resonates with me. It was when Shane shot Otis in the leg. So good. Amazingly well done. Because he sacrificed Otis to save his own skin. But almost the guilt... Do you know what I mean? He'd been taken by the zombies and could plausibly get away with it. That was a brilliant way to have done that. And I feel like that's that's just what we didn't see enough of, I think. Yeah, yeah. The disparity and the ba- the betrayal and the backstabbing. That yeah. would have made it cool. But, but like, as soon as you start making it like a, oh, I think I love you, but you're part of the, you're part of the whisperers. And I wish that you would stay with me. Please live in my camp. It's like, hey, asshole, we can't make light bulbs. You didn't hear me ask you earlier if you can make a light bulb. We don't have light bulbs. So... <laughs> But but Lou, if it was the three of us, I mean, who's going to tell Matt? I mean, you and I are related, right? So yeah, we've got to stick true. together, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's taking he's taking two bullets to both knees. Uh, <laughs> I can take the bullets. I'm American. <laughs> but but if we quickly jump over again to 28 days later, how cool was that opening scene where he wakes up oh, and goes amazing. out? Yeah, and and uh, they kind of do a similar thing in The Walking Dead, don't they? Mm-hmm. 
but I remember seeing that at the on the big screen and thinking that was really well done. Just that isolation where he's walking in the streets, isn't he? Oh, it's beautiful, yeah. But didn't they actually film that in London at like three o'clock in the morning, just did, so that yeah. yeah, so they could basically yeah. have the streets completely empty? And I think that's what it is. Is it's weird as well because I feel like we don't see big, really amazing films set in what feels like a genuine london like that so you've seen films that have hit london it's all explosions and it all feels a little bit unrealistic but that felt like london was a ghost town and when he's walking through like trafalgar square isn't it and you see it and you think oh my god this is eerie because this is actually (laughs) kind of you could go to london at any time yeah Yeah. you go to london any time and it's backed um yeah yeah, yeah. that that was terrifying and like you said yeah too it's always it it always kind of gets you excited as a brit when you see a film filmed over here because yeah. it is normally New York, Washington, Chicago, or something like that. So to see it based over here, it was really good. And wasn't it? Wasn't oh, what's it? I've forgotten his name. The guy who was played the governor wasn't he in Twenty Eight Days Later as well? I cannot recall, unfortunately. I, can't I know. Or, no, or was it? Or was it Eccleston the villain? Christopher I Eccleston. Now. I think. It was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christopher yeah. Eccleston in Twenty Eight um, Days Later. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting schooled. This feels no, I good. Ju- I, I, just go- I just Googled that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to take credit for it and be like, yeah, knowledge oh, you, is so good. But no, I Googled it. <laughs> you totally should have took that, Lou. I would have been like, you're the master. <laughs> We've only got a few people here. So now now you probably go to uh, Benedict. Come- yeah, I've got to say, right. Because I always say it the wrong way. Because you know the meme about you can say his name in any combination of consonants and vowels. You know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch is probably the go-to, but yeah, it was then uh, Christopher Eccleston, and I can't remember his name now, but the, the guy who played the governor in The Walking Dead. Um, it's not going to come to me. No, but, just give okay. my brain 30 seconds to think about it, and I'm sure the answer will come to I'm sure it'll come to you. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure it'll come to you. Um, One million like, like-sized brains will come together to give you the best result. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, uh, I say Gerard, Gerard Butler, but he's American now, isn't he, with, with all these films? We he's, took him. We yeah, took yeah, yeah, he embarrassed the British police force in those films. So <laughs> He's ours oh, now. That's it. I've got it. It's David Morrissey. Well, that's brilliant! Well done. Thank you. See? Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, there we go. See? My knowledge comes. That's what. That's why we. That's why we have the youth on this show. So you just need <laughs> to, to pull remember. it from the mental library. You see. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, was it the the memory palace? Um. <laughs> all right. So, so zombies. I think. No, I'm going to say. I think we could. I think we could take zombies. Yeah. Because yeah, in reality, well, we could a... last a while. I think we could last a while. Let's say. That, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think we could last a while. I would just say this right now. I would have to. First and foremost, be leery of the two of you because now I know that there is <laughs> there's a family thing, and also too I know the family that slays together stays together. Uh, but also, Lou, too, I should have said this at the end of the episode, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the the idea of being eaten alive scares the ever living yeah, shit out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oof. yeah. But yeah. what about the prospect of what? What if it was just a single bite? Would the fear of turning scare you? Nah, I've had the flu before. I'm pretty cool. <laughs> I love that. I've, nah. I've had COVID like three times. I'm good, man. <laughs> but then again, saying that, sorry, just talking back to a, a, a good point then, because this is evidently an, an important thing that we need to know. Can any of us make a light bulb? No. Well, then we could survive, but we'd be in the fucking dark. All day. <laughs> All <man>. the time. <laughs> Get a candle. Can you make a lighter? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so we've got to go out and buy like 500 power banks each, charge them up, and then keep them on us for, for our mobile phones, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's, that's what we need. That's, that's what we need. Okay. Amazon, <laughs> Amazon Prime Day is coming up soon. We were just talking about that before the show, weren't we, Matt? So, yeah. <laughs> Going to have doomsday shelters, and it's just got to be filled with power banks and like... <laughs> I listen to cast reviews of that guy from America. Bulbs, We're going to get all these power banks and lights. <laughs> in, 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 yeah, in 50, 60 years' time, when people are listening to this as survival advice, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Um, have you got another villain? Actually, we'll stay with you, Lou. Have you got another villain? Or oh, oh, sorry, Matt, did you have anything, you know, with, with the loose tight like, <laughs> for this to bring? uh in terms of like Otherwise, like horror movie villains and stuff uh i definitely yeah, any, anything I, I would say friend of my podcast mr david howard thornton who plays the wonderfully uh gory art the clown he would murder all of us um <laughs> there there is uh there's lots of unknowns about art the clown uh in the terrifier series which terrifier 2 is coming out in october it's been signed with bloody disgusting it's gonna be streaming there exclusively after it comes out of theaters shout out to david love you man um, so there's no idea about how much of the paranormal he has and how much of the psychopathy he has, but he marries them together quite well to a, he's a, he's a stalker that knows no bounds of horror tropes. So if you look at, uh, common day slashers, like Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, even Chucky, like they're all kind of bound to a certain thing, like sharp objects, chainsaws, spears. Yeah. Uh, Art the Clown will shoot you in the face with a gun. Like, if you're winning a fight with him, he'll pull out a 9mm and, and pop you. I mean, so there's there's no there's no understanding of him. So I, I always yeah. say that if I had to face off against Art, against my wonderful friend David, that I would die a lot of times. <laughs> so clowns, we found, his, we found his nemesis, Matt's nemesis, clowns. But yeah, yes. what is it with clowns, actually? Yeah, why are they yeah. such a horror yeah. staple? Well, it's uh, it, it it's so it's so ingratiated in society where like clowns, like clowns that make you laugh. Clowns are supposed to be people that you can trust, which is so odd to think about. Like he makes a balloon animal. Why would he strangle you? But it's <laughs> hey, let, here's the thing: anybody could be a clown. We could three right now decide to stop doing podcasting and go be clowns. Who the hell knows where we're coming from? So it's the. It's the manipulation of depravity where you take a childhood thing and make it sick. And it's like and you look yeah. at other things too, like classic movies like The Dentist, The Ice Cream Man, uh, It. Like you're just taking things that people knew, like clowns, dentists, you know, uh, ice cream men, anything, and you're taking them, and you're making them sinister. You won't survive. Because they're yeah. they've already tricked you. They already had the veil over your eyes where it's like, oh, I love these things. Oh, I love a clown. He's gonna make me laugh. He's gonna honk his nose and fall over and pie himself. It's gonna be it's gonna be sick. And all of a sudden, he's like, no, I'm gonna take this kid and go stab him to death. And then that influenced how many things that we've seen so far now. And then the boom of the the clown cosplay murders and stuff in America that happened yeah. quite yeah. a few years ago. It's just it's so weird to see it happen. Yeah, but clowns we had are it over here, Luke, crazy. didn't we? 
killer yeah. clowns. But I don't think they actually did kill anyone. I think it was just almost like spottings of them, or, or it was almost yeah, like yeah. An People urban were doing it to legend, like yeah, it? sit into like the whole like social media hype basically came along. But to me, I think for me, clowns are a horror staple as opposed to anything else. I don't think anything else now when I think clown apart from horror. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. It, it, they take me to a bad place. If one turned up at a birthday party, I'm I am pulling up. We're having a fight there and then, surely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Mac, McDonald's quickly dropped Ronald, didn't they? After <laughs> yeah, yeah, recent, yeah. recent years, yeah. I mean, that was the thing. It used to be, oh, it was McDonald's, and now it's no, it's a killer clown. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then like too, then I'll stick with clowns. If you look at horror movies in general, uh, there are two movies that really come to mind for me. Of course, Terrifier being one, and putting that aside for itself. But their Eli Roth's trope called just simply clown, where they actually make it demonic. Um, and if you guys aren't familiar with clown, uh, a dad tries to find a clown costume to entertain his kids, I think, seventh birthday. And what they come to find out is that it's from a it's from a biblical demon called a cloon. <laughs> and he puts it on and it, and it absorbs his soul and his body. He becomes a clown and he has to feast upon young blood to stay alive. Uh, uh. Terrifying. That's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, of course, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is called Stitches. <laughs> <laughs> Stitches is a horror comedy about uh, a a run-of-the-mill birthday clown who gets murdered by a pack of just dickhead teenagers. And he comes back to life through some necromancy. And then he goes to their house party and slowly picks them all off one by one. And there is a scene in there that if anybody picks this movie up... It is with a bottle, like cork bottle opener, where he uses it in the way that you hope that he would. That is absolutely <laughs> brilliant, and I love it. It's in the annals of my heart and mind. I think about it daily. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure I want to think about this. <laughs> so wonderful. <laughs> but you see, I'm I'm going to say personally, not that I don't like clowns, because a lot of people do have phobia of clowns, but I think. I wouldn't stand much of a chance against them because, as you said, it, as they're portrayed in horror films, they are just very unpredictable. You don't know what they're going to do next. So you can't say, right, I'm going to do this because, like you just said, one one's going to pull a Uzi out and shoot me in the face. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, another one's got the, 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 the soul of an ancient demon who needs to feast on blood. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure... And I'd probably just want to, you know, it'd probably distract me. It'd make me like an animal balloon, a balloon animal, sorry. And I'd be sitting there like amazed at it. Like, how'd you do that? And then he's, 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 he's done me in <laughs> while, I'm, I'm gonna, while I'm amazed. I'm going to tell you right now, the, the in that same vein, the land where we would all die, the cinema universe would all die, is Killer Clowns from Outer Space, that, that staple cult classic movie, because they killed so many people by being like, here's a balloon animal I'm making. Squeak, squeak, squeak. <laughs> oh, and really? then the balloon animal kills everybody. They wrap people in <laughs> cotton candy and suck their blood out. And like, it's... It's beautiful. And it, yeah, I'd be tricked. They'd be like, hey, would you like a funnel cake? I'm like, yeah, sure. Then the funnel cake, I don't know, like runs through my forehead and takes my brain out. Something like that, I'm sure. But I would definitely die. Like you hand me carnival food. I'm like, I'm going to eat that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to watch Friends or something before I go to bed tonight, I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting terrified. Um, Lou, clowns, what, what about you then? Yeah. Do you know what it is? I've always got like this this thing about clowns in films and maybe it's all come from the film it just in and of itself that they all have some sort of like supernatural thing about them as well and that's why i think clowns are an unsurvivable 
villain in any universe because they are more than just clowns in reality like <laughs> yes yes <laughs> that, that's so what it is it's like they always come with some sort of like superpower or some sort of like paranormal type ability that kind of makes them even creepier than they were if they did just stab you and make balloon animals yeah well, well actually no the, uh, sorry i was just gonna say because why i laughed when you were talking Lou, is because i think it's spot on right because zombies right these undead whatever it is they're, they're undead they've got one thing on their mind vampires yeah some um, unholy undead uh, dead things um some of the other killers will get onto all possessed or, or there's like you said there's necromancy going on clowns are just people in makeup and and bright colored clothing so if they can make it you know if they can make a name for themselves by being these hard killers then they've got to be feared just for that alone <laughs> and i would say too if we if we even kind of steer away from horror and we look at my my favorite villain of all time my abs has my heart and that's the joker the joker is my okay, favorite yeah. villain ever because he has so many layers and dynamics to him if you even go to the newest uh trope with joaquin phoenix taking up the mantle he slowly dipped into depravity and psychosis as he started to put more makeup on if you yeah. notice in the beginning of that movie, he put on very pale makeup that didn't have a lot of flair to it, no sharp lines or anything. But as he started to devolve into what he became, it was ultra white paint and sharp lines and and uh, it emoted his face. And then when he shot uh, Robert De Niro in the climax of that, like, you get what you fucking deserve, pow, and he caps him. That right there, again, look at a nationally syndicated television show in the heart of Gotham, which is a fucked up city anyway. But they, you know, <laughs> he's sitting there and he lets this guy on and just to talk to him and make fun of him. He's like, you know, you made fun of me enough. I'm take care of this. And it's because he had face paint on. He was a clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got to scoot past everything. And guess what? He popped a guy on national television. There you go. Look at, look at the depth that Matt goes to. Look at that. Yeah. Can I just say as well, that was a fucking class impression as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we, I think we said it before, but Matt's just got one of the voices. You, it, it, it is destined for film or TV or, or something. You're too yeah, kind. Definitely. You're yeah, too kind. No, no, yeah, no. voice work needs to be in there somewhere. I'm being serious. I know this should probably happen after the podcast rather than us like um, melting over the voice <laughs> while, yeah. we're, while we're live. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I hope you're not embarrassed, Matt. Um, <laughs> just, but... just a smidge. I'm actually, I'm actually crawling inside of my skin right now. So like... <laughs> I do appreciate. It. Thank you so much. But yeah, no clowns. Absolutely. I, I, do you know what? I didn't have that on my list here, but. I think it definitely goes at the top because yeah, like I said, that that yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not beating them. Okay, so what about then your your villains more so in 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 terms of like your leather faces and your Jasons and that sort of thing? Then have you got any of them knocking about? Well, I had yeah, I kind of grouped them into yeah, like the serial killers I call so like Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger. Well, Freddy Krueger kind of jason Se Voorhees. gotta separate yeah. freddy out man gotta take him I guess out so, yeah. yeah okay i'll come back to that because freddy will be my all-time number one uh, well pun in intended not intended <laughs> nightmare he terrifies me for many things i the, the thing about them though is uh, yeah the serial killers do then all become at some point quite supernatural so i think leatherface yeah. is probably quite unique in that sense isn't he yeah probably yeah, him yeah. and norman bates psycho <laughs> probably 
I think with Leatherface, the thing that I like most about him is the is the backstory that brings about from the Hewitt family that really stirs him into what he became. Uh, it's kind of the idea of the labeling theory. So when he was born, he was born with deformities and his family bought into the idea that he was deformed and kept him away from public school and all these things. So when he was exposed to culture and society, he was dis- disregarded. And he was actually held back. So that, that caused an anger inside of him, but he grew to only love and appreciate his family. So the scary thing about Leatherface is he's driven by ideologies and concepts that were instilled upon him, not only by his family, who were his central support system, but also outside of that, a society that's neglected and turned their back on him. So he has zero regard for what he will do to you if you step upon his property or you come for him or for his family, which is why... The ability for him to pick you up and put you on a meat hook and stare into your face and say, I'm going to take that. That's going to be mine. And then I'm going to show everybody how you should have acted by putting your face on and being a better person than you. That's what makes him, to me, one of the scariest people because he's not driven by necromancy, paranoia, paranormal, nothing. It's all about the inner drive of rage and to protect himself and his family from the things that try to hurt him all along that makes him so so scary yeah yeah <laughs> what he said <laughs> <laughs> no it's you know true what? and i oh go on luke sorry that, that that film as well is a reason why i would never travel in any rural place in the <laughs> states ever 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 because that's my immediate fear as well because it feels real again i would say in those films yeah i mean it's uh, true it's true sorry i was gonna say i've been to the states a couple of times and those between towns they're just long straight deserted roads and it's like what would happen if we broke down here yeah that that's the overriding feeling unless you're in texas chainsaw massacre too and then you have a great time because <laughs> it's just him and the other another guy uh, terrifying a girl named Stretch at a at a radio station, and the great line of "Lick my head plate, you dog dick." <laughs> but I think you're again, yeah, kind of what we were saying. The reason why that would be terrifying, and potentially, if I'm thinking about it, I I wouldn't survive, is because he is a well. I'm I'm arguing with myself here now. Like I said, he is a driven human. There is no paranormal. There's no sort of un- unusual curse or anything. He's just hell bent on one thing, and it's like that's a that's a dedication there. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, it, it shines through too. Even the newest. Uh, like I know that one on Netflix got a lot of heat, but if you strip it down. It's in the canon. It's in vain. It's exactly what it was. Mom dies at the beginning of the movie, and guess what? Turn the switch on, baby. Who's dying? Everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, what, well, you brought him up, so what do you think about Leatherface then? Yeah, yeah. No, Leatherface would be a terrible one as well because I feel like you'd you'd fear death for a long time. I, there's no chance I'm surviving it, and I feel like the way in, and, and the method in which you're dying is also a horrific one. Yeah. So, like I said, I think that's an instance where I'd want to die of a heart attack before actually even encountering to begin with. If you if you turn around to me five minutes into telling me that I'd been dropped into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre world, I would immediately be like, no, I'm just going to find a cliff to jump off of. I'd rather do it myself. <laughs> yeah. 
we could hold hands and jump Lou because I'd be yeah, right yeah. there with you. Yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to face any we, part of that. Yeah, we are good. It's the moment that I hear that chainsaw rev up and you just hear that. Mm, nom, 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 nom. I'm like, no, 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 finish, finish. I'll throw myself in front of the lorry. <laughs> but at some point, the gas has got to run out in it, right? So, so yeah, this is true. And, and funnily enough, there's no gas in any of these places where they break down somehow <laughs> so that he can't put any more in it. What's he going to do? Saw you with a, <laughs> a non-running chainsaw. Yeah, But it's like it's like the old Western movies. They never run out of bullets and Leatherface never runs out of gas. I don't <laughs> yeah, know how. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that's how we'd win then. Maybe in that universe, he'd be chasing you. It'd go, um, 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 um. And then he'd be like, shit, what the fuck do I do now? And then all of a sudden you're like, right, that's it. Payback's a bitch. Well, I think, too, if you look at the name of the thing, it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Then It would just be the Texas Massacre. I think (laughs) he'd be like, well, what's what's my motivation now? (laughs) But then on the flip side, he is a person. So isn't there the inherent weakness then that we probably could? yeah yeah so the, yeah it's true I there's no like 1500 person, yeah. year old curse like you said there's no supernatural yeah. shit going on yeah in reality he runs out of petrol that's it finished and petrol's <laughs> expensive at the minute he probably can't even afford to put it <laughs> yeah, in there anymore what you're saying, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, you gotta be a serial killer on a budget bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you couldn't make that film now yeah, yeah and the no. thing is as well what what if he turns around and says oh i don't need to buy petrol i've got one on electric all you got to do is walk far enough that he can't um with the yeah. cord Exactly. So it's the thing, even if he's got one that plugs in, still good. I was going to say, too, the ones the ones with the battery packs aren't powerful enough either. It would just, yeah, kind of, yeah. it would, it would, like, ow. Like, oh, yeah. that's like, Get stuck that's in like, your arm and you look at it yeah. and be like, um. That's just kind of uncomfortable. I don't think I... You're staring at him. Like, how long is this going to take? I've got dinner at seven. <laughs> Wrap it up. Can you go left hand, by the way? I'm a right hand dominant guy. <laughs> So, here you go. I'll move my arm backwards and forwards just to help you a little. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, okay, I've I've got a group I've called. I think I was saying there like the paranormal one. So I think you you have to add in like Michael Myers, don't you? Jason Voorhees, Pinhead. I don't know if you ever remember. Um, well, Lou, I don't know if you ever watched the Hellraiser. Film. No, but I'm sure that my knowledge will bring an image to, <laughs> to my mind right now. <laughs> Inhead is burnt into my brain as a kid seeing that image. It was it was quite terrifying. So yeah, the the paranormal ones. I think we've got to say we probably don't have a chance. I mean, I'm going to chuck one chuck one in there, Chucky. I wouldn't survive because I just think he's so cute. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. that that's a problem I'd have with that. I'd be like, you're, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, especially too, because you're in that. Everyone always says, "Well, you know it's Chucky," but you're in that universe, so you don't know that Chucky's Chucky. So, like, yeah, this is true. This it's is good true. guy doll, so it's like whatever, and you don't know it's Charles Lee Ray that he's going to stab your eyeballs out and you know use some voodoo upon you. Yeah, you could Chucky, have some fun Chucky's with scary. this. You could have some fun with this concept. You could do a jingle of the way to. Actually, I think there is a sequel, <laughs> but you could do a spin-off where Turbo Man. <laughs> That'd be so fucked up. Oh, man. Oh, I think I want to write fan fiction now. Like, Jingle All the Way 4, and I want to have, like, Keanu Reeves in that shit. Like, yeah, a yeah. Turbo Man comes to life. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. We've got a whole genre. I think we've lost that. Uh, I think we've lost I, You broke my brain, Dan. I, <laughs> I love it so much. It's such a good idea. <laughs> So yeah, you could have you could have fun with some of these. Uh, oh, for sure. Look, look oh. have you seen Pinhead? 
I've, I've, seen? I've seen, yes, I've conjured an image from my mind, um, and I can understand the creative name. Wow. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Much creativity. <laughs> I think I've only ever seen the first one, but I remember what really creeped me out about the first one was, wasn't he kind of building his body back or something wasn't that the woman was killing people and then you saw him in various stages of flesh and sinew and so is that right if you want me to be a nerd about it again i'll be very nerd so this is the clive barker trope that came from a novel called the hellbound heart and in the hellbound heart there's uh there is actually a pedophilic uncle named frank who is actually known to be kind of a he's, he's a psychopath and uh, he was very involved with a woman named Nancy. And Nancy was married to Frank's brother. So whenever Frank died unexpectedly, he goes to hell because, of course, he's a piece of shit. So when he goes to hell, he finds a way to uh, come back through the uh, the merchant's box. So as he comes right. back, Nancy has to constantly feed him bodies so he can absorb them and start to rebuild his body. And they took that into the first movie pretty specifically now the one thing about pinhead that was in the hellbound heart was there was no pinhead in the hellbound heart it was just the cenobites now clive barker understood that he had to have a figure there to be like a main focal point for the cenobites which is why you come uh, you know there's the transcriber there's the vocalist and then there's pinhead those are the three that you really see and pinhead just then took off i mean hellraisers one through Eight, I believe, because wow. there's there's Revelations, which is a, a terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> um, there's that, uh, uh, nice. but Pinhead is a staple in, in American horror, and it's funny because it's played by a British guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Clyde Barker also a British guy. So, um, highly recommend reading the Hellbound Heart, and you can see more about how they constructed the the world of Hellraiser. But I would say. The biggest thing about Hellraiser, why you will not survive, is that it can it's always stalking you, it's looming over you, it's a shroud. As soon as you touch the Le Merchant's box and open up the world to the the gates of hell, because they are the gatekeepers, the the, the yeah, individuals who traverse right. hell, they can shroud you and they'll follow you. So even when you think you're in your most intimate space in the shower, in your bed, in your car, they're there. They're waiting for you. We have <laughs> such sights to show you. <laughs> that's what it is about and, and i'll go back to it why freddy krueger will always haunt me is because what i found terrifying about that was it got you in your sleep yeah you know? and and i was thinking god the days the days are shit enough and now i can't sleep because this guy's gonna come get me in my sleep do you know what i mean and, and, yeah. and that's what terrified me at the time and you know certain things i haven't seen them i want to rewatch the originals i haven't seen them for years but you know the one there's always a couple of scenes that stand out who was it on the bed? Was it was it Johnny Depp, the guy on Johnny the bed? Johnny Depp sucks yeah, him it was, through, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and gets basically like um like a liquid on the ceiling. And what's the one? The only other one that always stands out is where he kind of like pulls their veins out and uses them like puppets. Yeah, the, yeah the Dream Warriors. Terrifying. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that that terrified me as a kid. You know, I shouldn't have been watching them as a kid, but I did. And um, yeah, it's just because it got you in your sleep. That that's the thing. Lou, have you seen the? Nightmare on you Elm know Street. 
No, I haven't, because I feel like it was something that came a little bit too before me. And I feel like you're still terrified now because of the age at which you watched them. So I'm kind of glad that I didn't catch them, maybe until I'm an adult. (laughs) (laughs) I I already struggle with shit sleep as it is. I don't need it to be any worse. (laughs) See, what they did with him, like the others, like Michael Myers and like Jason Voorhees, yeah, they they were sinister presence. You know, I'm not going to say that. But with Freddy Krueger, I think they built a really nasty villain. I think he was... He was just pure evil. He was having fun doing it. It's uh, uh, being a child molester, number one, being killed by community people to come back and get vengeance on them and having the best sense of humor of any horror villain of all time. Yeah, he's amazing. He did a 3D one of those, although back in the day, you know, I'm sure there was a a 3D scene in one. And um, and, and what was it? Oh, and they did, didn't they do, was it a new nightmare where they made that quite meta where it was them the actors as in real selves, but he was kind of emerging from uh, yeah. Robert Englund, which again, I thought was really clever. Yes. I, I like the idea. But we're not going to stand a chance against paranormal ones, are we? No, no absolutely think, not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just accepting death, I feel like. It's the sooner you get there, the easier it is on yourself. <laughs> I also don't like reading. I always feel like in horror movies that take paranormal routes, you have to read a lot. and <laughs> like I I got Tom Segura's new book. I'm trying to read that, and I just can't find a moment to do I like to read, but I don't have enough time to read that, so I'm not reading The Tome of the Dead. <laughs> well you know what that kind of leads me on because i had like your annabelle insidious kind of films as well so like all of the kind of they all kind of follow the same premise if we're being honest i feel like horror films that come out that are all along that spectrum all have just terrible supernatural presence haunts family if they'd have just left their kids in the house and just wished them well they would have been fine <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah that kind of links as well because in all of these films it's, it's some some book that you need to translate an ancient language i can't be asked i can't be asked i just leave the house leave the kids behind i'm surviving good good fine sorted <laughs> or it's always i'm going to come to them later in the tropes it's always someone who picks up a book but you know starts reading quite obviously a cursed uh, verse in a book yeah yet they still yeah. continue to read it and it's like you know after you're reading like the blood of the innocents stop don't go anywhere other than that. I, I love watching those movies with my wife because she's not a big horror movie fan but i love the how she she gets very uh like reactive to it and we watched the evil dead remake in 2013 together 2015 whatever but we're watching it and she watches the guy open it up and he's like reading latin and it goes and it says like the blood of the inch and she goes this dickhead (laughs) (laughs) i'm done and she's like great this guy who just didn't stop when he was ahead of himself no okay we're good she was there she'd like be backhanding him in the face (laughs) see Maybe this is why we'd survive it, because we just wouldn't even get to the horror universe in the first place, because we see the haunted book and we're like, no, fuck that. Yeah. Am I reading that? That shit's going back to the library. Is it? Is it got a Netflix show? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it reminds me so much if like all three of us were in uh, the movie The Cabin in the Woods, where you, ha- yeah. you have to like touch an object. They'd be like, they just... They're just sitting upstairs drinking pints. They're not going downstairs. We, we have to get them to go downstairs. Or the old gods are going to wake up and they're just like releasing the gas on us. We're like, Dan, did you fart? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to die. They won't do anything. It's like, oh, you got more Guinness? Like, <laughs> we, we really would be like that, though. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. uh, well, I've been too lazy to run anyway. Like, we, like I said. <laughs> oh, look at that guy. 
meh. <laughs> <laughs> See, but this is the thing. I think we're all too smart to read from cursed books and all too smart to go through blood-soaked doors as well because that seems to be a thing somehow. Like doors with scratches, doors with cursed words on, doors with blood seeping out from underneath. No, I'm not going in that fucking basement. Thank you very much. No, no, no. chance. All right. all right, it feels like we're touching on this. Luke, did you have any more kind of enemies or films or anything you want to bring okay, up? Because I, I well, feel like tropes is very is going to be a big subject. Okay, well, I had, well, I did have a separate set of films, which are more so kind of the ones that feel a bit more real. So I had the series of Purge films. Okay. And then I also had the, I think it's Japanese, it's Battle Royale. Oh, man. Where, do you know, like, that? that's like your Hunger Games, but in actual fact, it's like a a dirty version of Hunger Games is what it feels like, doesn't it? Battle Royale, I'm going to get a spatula. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And a spatula. Come at me. You'll be SpongeBob in the show, people. (laughs) I I was going to say, I actually have a SpongeBob laugh to go along with that. I learned how to do it. It, This could be Dan. This could be Dan with the spatula (laughs) and barrel. Ah! Ah! (laughs) I got you! Ah! (laughs) Just added to the voice work portfolio here. Listen to that. (laughs) So you could do your own show. Who's the one that does all of the voices for Family Guy? Um, oh, Seth MacFarlane. Seth, Seth, Seth MacFarlane. That's it. You could create your own show. I'm telling you, <laughs> Seth. If you're listening, come on, come on. I need you a job, bro. You got, you got to bring me and Lou along. I would 100. percent We do. We could be a better version of what we do in the shadows. We would have so much more fun than they would. Salute, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Battle Royale. Then go on. Well, the thing is, I think this is difficult. If we're talking about if we're surviving, are we all thrown into the same battle royale together? Because that's going to be pissing awkward, isn't it? Let's yeah, let's it... call it a trio. We'd have to be as a trio. Okay, so like, it's, like, know... it's like battle royale squads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think then. I fancy I think the chances there. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think we'd be all right with that. To be fair, because with the three of you, surely one of you is bound to pull out a knife or a machine gun. Sure, one of you yeah. might get a bin lid. The other one might get a spatula. But I feel like in reality, we seem like three pretty on on it guys. I feel like we've got brains, we've got brawn. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. I think we've just said though we won't read, so we can't yeah we won't make sure. Yeah we're not reading the map. (laughs) So what it would be it'd be the collars that would kill us because we'd be too lazy to move. (laughs) New battle zone. What? (laughs) (laughs) You want me to go from here to there? Yeah you all of a sudden we'd just be sitting there chilling you hear beep 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 is that, the, is that the pizza delivery? <laughs> <laughs> but I think I, if you were thrown into battle royale with strangers, like as a trio, I think we'd do it easy because like, I'm I'm not I'm not buying into this whole oh no, it's terrible, I can't kill another person. No, it's me or you. You you are oh boy, yeah. you best run. <laughs> I haven't got no rules. time for this sympathy bullshit in this horror scenario. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say too. In battle royale, it feels like not everyone got like firearms in battle royale, so it's like more hand to hand stuff. And I feel yeah. like, like my two weaknesses as a big guy, one is bullets, and the other way is if you're <laughs> if you're faster than me. But if you have to come at me and we got to go hand to hand, I'm gonna take you. I think I can take you. 
for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. So, if so it was Dan, gone, like wrestling. Yeah. Dan, yeah. it looks like we're the ones that are going to have to take the bullets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is where we switch it up. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you guys would shoot me in the kneecaps. And in Battle Royale, you guys would go in front yeah, of the bullets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is true. To also, be can you see, nice you see Matt, Matt pulls out a wrestling attire and he's like, yes, that's it. And you see him transform into his alter ego. Game and he's on. like, like I said, we turn around and he's got someone in a sharpshooter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys find me an apple i got this one <laughs> oh my god amazing see him what on top the of the balcony frog splashing some random <laughs> in the middle of this japanese island <laughs> give, give him the old eddie Guerrero the <laughs> that'd be it it'd be if you you pulled out a wrestling outfit and then one of us pulled out a steel chair. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, we're crushing everybody. Kendo sticks. <laughs> I was thinking there's three of us. One of us is going to lie. One of us is going to cheat. One of us is going to steal, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What was the other film you mentioned, Lou? You said Battle Royale. And what oh, Purge. That? Purge, the Purge. Oh, Purge, yeah. Well, yeah, again, that, that, I feel like that feels like that's that could be a documentary. Yeah, yeah, like this that. is the thing. But <laughs> yeah. again, I think this is very difficult based on country. So again, in England, what's it going to be? People bashing each other with like you know what, whatever you can find in your house. I guess that's the thing. It's like got to be someone running around beating someone to death with a desk fan or something. Um, I like it so, now yeah, because everyone, pretty much everyone's got these ring doorbells, so you'll always see someone coming up anyway. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you yeah. just you just turn around and just all of a sudden there's somebody in a balaclava walking up to your front door. You'd survive it easy, but you'd be like, no, thanks, not today. i think where it would be harder in the same respect so like in the same vein as the purge like the belko project if you ever watched that oh brilliant love that film yeah yeah Yeah. so that that there i feel like in like the purge you'd have more of an ability to run hide evade but in the belko project you're stuck in a it's like a 47 floor like business complex where the hell are you gonna hide and everybody wants to kill everybody so yeah. Oh, I think I have seen that now. Yeah, now you've reminded me. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Okay, Cox yeah. is in that one. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, d- yeah, no, anything that feels like it's rooted in realism, I'm going to say no. I can't do. See, that one's scary as well <laughs> yeah. because in that they have conversations about like who's the most logical to murder first. And they're like, who's got kids, who's old, above the age of That's 60 yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, and then leading on for that, that reminds me of another film. I don't know if either of you have seen it. Was it called The Circle? And yeah. it was literally oh, yeah, I love that in that spaceship so thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the alien thing. And all it is is basically the whole cast is basically in one room, and all it is is a film about the justification for why someone should die. Yeah. That's literally it. Oh, wow. Basically, wow. It's, it's a brilliant beautiful. film in reality. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Um, and the ending's brilliant as well. Oh, I so, think. so amazing. Good. Amazing. Yeah. Very, um, very much like you didn't see that one coming. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Good choice, Lou. Good choice. Yeah. The, the, do you know what it is? I, I mentioned that film and nobody else seems to have seen it. So people are like, why would I have ever watched that? Because when you think about it, it's literally just one black room with some red circles on the floor. That's honestly all the no, film is. I love stuff <laughs> like that. Like I said, oh, I love the, yeah. the thing that's more mental, if you know what I mean. That's, that's yeah. I really, I, I really like that. I love being on the edge of my seat. You know, yeah. I love being... You know, I was watching. I can't remember what it was recently, but you know, almost where it feels like you haven't taken a breath for a while because you've just yeah. been so concentrated. That's what I love. I, I yeah. love feeling like that. Yeah, actually, um, uh, eat, eat love prayed to that for me, Dan. I was on the edge of my seat just the whole time, just couldn't catch my breath, man. Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> 
have we actually got a scoop? We found the softer side of Matt, I think. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the notebook. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he'd be lured in. It'd just be like a, a Julia Roberts calendar or something. That's how he'd be lured <laughs> into the dark, blood-covered door room. <laughs> yeah, you don't see what's behind this camera over here. That's what I got. <laughs> I'm like a clown. That's why I got everything behind me. <laughs> Julia Roberts tied up. <laughs> Pretty woman too looks really fucking weird, doesn't it? <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna have to cut out about five minutes of this now. Laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's sitting there being like, fuck, we're getting cancelled. <laughs> no, that's all staying in. I, I know I'm cutting out about five minutes of laughter through this whole episode. <laughs> uh, I've, I've got some honourable mentions uh, if, if nobody else had any. So I had werewolves. I think I'd be all right because they just seem like cute little dogs kind of thing, little doggies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw a ball or a stick. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just an endless supply of tennis balls. <laughs> <laughs> And then the werewolf would get to the ball and then immediately be like, fuck it, it happened again. Yeah, like, oh, no way. <laughs> well, you wouldn't even need to. you just pretend to throw one. So I think, um, I think uh, werewolves we're fine with, right? Yeah, I uh, think so too. I yeah, so too. I could pass a werewolf for sure. See, vampires used to be terrifying, but they're not so anymore. I think they've been relegated, haven't they? And, you know, if all the ailments I've had, if a vampire wants to try get any of my blood, good luck to him, is what I'm saying. I'd be like, you know the the, the, the cure in um, uh, War of the Worlds? I'd be like that. I'd be like, what? The, it would be my blood that would take the vampires down, I think. Yeah. <laughs> hey, take a bite and just go, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot I ate a little earlier. I'm full now. No, I'll, I'll come back later. Um, <laughs> Do you have doggy bags? Do you have doggy bags for this? <laughs> But, but vampires did used to be they they were like the the, the villain back in the day. But now that oh yeah, I don't know if it's Twilight that's ruined them. I don't know. But oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like the shiny, like young eighteen year old vampire destroyed that whole villain. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was son for sure. I would say it was definitely Twilight, and it was also the bastardization of it. Whenever you saw like. Uh, like bloodsuckers incorporated and stuff like that too an aqueous transmission whenever like they just really made vampires sissies like it's just yeah it, it i like john carpenter's vampires gets a lot of heat but like that's like the kind of vampire like bloodthirsty ruthless crush a whole bar full of people and like make yeah, yeah. Uh, like blood stalactites if you ever seen that oh, movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've this, not seen it but i've heard oh there's a scene where he uh, uh, the lead vampire kills a guy and hangs him from the top of a pool table over to the light. And then whenever uh, I forget James Woods is the lead character, he comes into there okay. and he just sees these uh, this coagulated blood. It looks like stalactites in a cave, just like touching down to the pool table. Cool scene, cool movie. <laughs> I don't. I'll catch all the heat. I don't care. I love that movie. <laughs> I think that was the thing about vampires, wasn't it? Because I had the power to either kill you or turn you, and Eva didn't sound particularly great. <laughs> you know, terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I did like. Um, I, I know it's not particularly horror, but I thought I, I did enjoy Buffy the Vampire Slayer back in the day, oh, and yeah. I thought they they did uh, vampires it. quite well, didn't they? Um, yeah. 
But was uh, where it also we? okay. One one that I remember was what was that stupid film where it's like lesbian vampire killers or something like that? Was that the name of the film? That's a that had, was, um, yeah. James Corden. Yeah, you're oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Matt Horn, was like, it Matt? Yeah, Matt, stuff like yeah. that, like destroyed any like yeah. potential, like any potential yeah. that vampires would have had um, in horror films moving forward. But yeah, shit like that just destroyed it off completely. <laughs> and and the, uh, you know, and, and for werewolves, though, I mean, we, I, I just call them cute little playthings but um you know obviously Amer- you have to mention american werewolf in london and again <laughs> as a kid that scene there, there's a couple of things this as he's um oh what's the word you know where he's deteriorating Can't the transformation yeah no you know where he appears in like his friend appears in the cinema and he's like missing flesh and you know he's like oh oh yeah the deterioration is the best way to say it. Yeah, yeah yeah so there was that bit but the yeah, end the transformation i think even now you can watch it and it still looks bloody horrific bloody painful oh, yeah. and and yeah so that will for for me forever be the the you know the werewolf film isn't it did did you ever see when benicio del toro did his transition into a werewolf into the werewolf remake oh i'm sure did hands down the best werewolf transition in modern cinema, especially because oh, really? Benicio del Toro is just an incredible actor. But he's great, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the way he sells it, and then it's, it's practical effects; it's no CGI, beautifully okay. done, beautifully shot, great uh, contrasting light schemes on it too. I highly recommend. I think it's YouTube clips, but I highly recommend just watching that scene. It'll it'll become your new favorite. <laughs> okay okay there you go more homework we're just getting oh, 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 i feel like what these like podcast episodes are doing for me is just adding more and more to my netflix youtube and amazon prime watch <laughs> yeah. list to the point where yeah. i actually don't i'm not going to live enough life to watch all of these things anymore <laughs> so, uh, Luke, did, did you have any more no i think finishing off with the battle royale i did have when we were talking about found footage stuff i did have cloverfield down um, just for like the okay, yeah, yeah. if we had any like massive monsters, so that was kind of like your Godzillas, your King Kongs, that sort of thing. I kind of had down. I know they're not really horror though in reality, um, but that was kind of one of the situations that that I kind of thought myself in. And those the scale ones always feel like you would just survive by luck. It's just whether or not a gigantic foot comes yeah. down on your house or apartment building or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly like i'm just playing nintendo switch right now oh shit <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, fuck. <laughs> or you walk out your front door or like of your apartment and you just see all of the building in front of you just gone and then you're just like yep missed it by that much <laughs> just enough just yeah. enough but actually you say this now aren't we easy pickings now if we ever do have an apocalypse because we are going to all be on us on our cell phones on our consoles just sitting in front of the tv when we're not out, out and about it's like yeah hold on hold on you've got a horde of zombies hold on i just want to check my email first <laughs> <laughs> i got this new thing for black rifle coffee i want to make sure i get my subscription in real quick before yeah, yeah. the cloverfield monster comes through can you just gotta hold off for a second <laughs> it's gonna be war of the worlds the aliens will come out of the ground and be like where the fuck is everyone it's yeah. like, bro, hold on a second. I'm ordering yeah. Starbucks. Shut up. Yeah. yeah, can you not kill me till I've, after I've claimed my free Costa, please? I've got my 10th stamp. Yeah. I did have a look at, before we go on to other things, Rotten Tomatoes. Apparently, the 10 scariest horror movies ever are... Um, oh, so I tell you what, wait, before you okay. go, should we try and guess oh. some of them then? Uh, okay. If you okay, want. so I've got The Exorcist. 
Oh, number that has one. To be down there. Yeah, yeah. surely. Right in, surely. Yep, straight in at number one. Yeah, I've, yeah right. and what it is. Yeah, I've there? seen that. And yeah, I was tricked into watching that. That's what it. about the exorcism of Emily Rose? Is that in there? Because I never found that particularly scary, but I, it just everybody seemed to be terrified by that film. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's not on the list. I'll, I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you each three or four goes. But Lou, you've uh, got, I mean, you've, you've got number one, so. You oh, know. That's it, I finished, that's it. I'm <laughs> there you go. See, so pulling all of that knowledge. <laughs> I mean, you have the... to, you have to rely on like some of the original stuff. So like probably like Halloween one. Halloween, Friday... uh, Halloween, say, yep. The first one, yeah. 1978, that's then, like number seven. Uh, Friday the 13th, part two. That is not on there. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's actually quite a lot of new things in there. That's the thing. It is quite a lot of, you know. What we, about Insidious 2? Oh, yeah. uh, if you'd have said the first one, you'd have been Fuck correct. It. So I'll, I'll edit out number two. Yeah, yeah. You, just, I'll edit yeah, out yeah, you cut, say cut that for me. <laughs> uh, Insidious is at number nine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, zo- zombie strippers. Is zombie strippers on there at all? Anyway. <laughs> it should be, but it's not. No. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, then. I tell you what. You give us the year and we'll try and guess it. Yeah. Going from number right. 10. So, number 10 is 2017. 2017. It's one we've mentioned. Is it the, the ha- one of the Halloween remakes, maybe? No. No, no, no. We're going to go to. Uh... The one that Matt, you spoke a lot about this enemy type. Oh, clowns! So it's it chapter two. Well, it's, they've got the first one. I think here's so okay. it twenty seventeen because chapter oh, two is yeah. way better yeah. than chapter one. Oh yeah, 100%. still not got to see that. I've still not seen that one. I've seen the first. Right. So yeah. So ten is it. Nine is Insidious. Number eight is a twenty twelve film. Twenty twelve. Is that an Annabelle? No, no. It's a one word title though. I'll give you that. Uh, well, I was going to say too, it's not, it's not 2012, but it's, Hereditary has to be on there somewhere. Hereditary is, is up there. Oh, I've just gone back. Hereditary is number two. So yeah. oh, nice. Yeah. nice. A one, two from the two of you. The number eight was Sinister. Oh, good movie. Oh, Great yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number seven was Halloween. We said that 1978. Number six is 2002. I love this film, but. I'll, I'll give a clue. I think this is the remake, a remake of a film, which I found the original to be better because it was remade into English. So that might give you a clue. Oh, I've got no idea. 2002 before my time. <laughs> oh, man, I'm trying to think of that. Uh... Yeah, so the, the, the original is a foreign film remade and it's a remake. The American version has, has, has made it to number Oh, is six. it something Japanese made originally? The Ring? Yep, the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ringu. On that one. We'll take yeah. that as a point each. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love the original. I think. Oh, and actually, that was something else we didn't even talk about, like the whole Asian horror. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, we can wrap it real quick on Asian horror. We're all gonna die. Everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no chance. There's no way we survive. So we need you back, Matt. We'll get you back for another episode. Yeah. I think we have to. I watched this. I think I can't remember if it was Vietnamese. I'm a slight tangent now, but it was um, a lady got. I think it was an eye transplant from a yeah. criminal who was on death row, and then she saw dead bodies everywhere. I think it was yeah. almost the like eye. kind of possessed. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, yeah. the eye. That that was exactly yeah. it. So the 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 American trope version of that is with Jessica Alba, and it's actually not too bad. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, more homework, Luke. Right, uh, <laughs> number number five we've mentioned, nineteen seventy four. Oh, it's Texas okay. Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yep, yeah. There yeah. you go. Spot on. Number four is nineteen eighty. 
actually, yeah, we, we kind of didn't touch on this. And I heard, actually, on an old radio show I was listening to, podcast, debating whether this was horror or not. Ooh. But it's Stephen King. Oh, uh, Pet Cemetery? No. Not that one. Uh, it. The, his It? Not that one. It's no, 90s. it was, at, yeah, 1980. Is, is it, um... Oh, Children uh, of the Corn? That one? No. Hmm. Here's Danny. Oh, uh, The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. yeah except, you know, he's not Danny, but we all played it. <laughs> we, went, we, went, we, went, you, we went for, like, every other obscure film, but not the main Every one. other Stephen King. <laughs> Is it yeah. Gerald's Game or what? <laughs> <laughs> Dan was sitting there like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on. I thought you'd get that straight away. Didn't he do, have you seen Maximum Overdrive as well? Have you seen that? I think that's Oh, yeah, Stephen I love Maximum King. Overdrive. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Lou, have you seen the film called Maximum Overdrive? Oh, no, never seen it. Seriously. Give us the more homework. More homework. <laughs> do it. I can't remember. Is it a comic passes the earth and then basically all electrical items come come to life? Yeah. And I'll never forget. There's a scene of um, is it like a little kids baseball game where the coke vending machine is spitting cans of coke and killing people by shooting cans yeah. of coke out at them? Like two hundred miles an hour out of the out of the machine, like thunk yeah. thunk 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 thunk. And like someone's a kid's cycling down the road and sees people hanging out the window, strangled by their hair hair dryers and things yeah. like that. <laughs> I just um, like that that film would have been amazing because there would have been so many sponsors in it in terms of companies and brands that they use, but they were just yeah. like, just don't tell them how we're gonna use their products. <laughs> <laughs> the Coca-Cola executives have seen it and been like shit. Well now everything's we cordless now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so the only one we haven't got then is number three. That's twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. I think Lou, I think if is I that an right, No. I I haven't seen this, but I think this is based on something we spoke about in one of our early early episodes, I think. We kind of alluded oh, to Oh, the Enfield story. Haunted one. Yeah, I think... The Conjuring? This one's based The Conjuring, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, the Enfield... Isn't that based on that, the Conjuring? Yeah, yeah, it's based yeah. on the Enfield yeah. Haunting, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. All their files, so, yeah. Yeah. Dan, and Dan, okay, when he was we, young, lived not too far from there. So yeah, we live not too far from there. Yeah. He's taking, that, <laughs> taking part of that spirit with him wherever he goes now. Well, that's terrifying. <laughs> we, moved, we moved far away from there. It's like, you know, at the end of Poltergeist, where they kick the TV out the uh, the door, it's like, see, we just moved out of there. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Two. You know what? Poltergeist was one that we didn't even touch oh, base oh, on gosh, in reality. Yeah. yeah, literally. And everything that came along with that film as well, that, ca- that film kind of came a little bit yeah, too true to yeah. life with the events that kind of followed it. Um, and that yeah, had very some scary classic stuff. scenes like the guy pulling his face off in the mirror and the chip, oh yeah oh yeah yeah. yeah yeah number two was hereditary number one we said was the exorcist so so yeah there's not, some not decent uh some not bad shouts on there sorry yeah say, absolutely on one um, that's not mentioned that i think needs to be mentioned is midsummer midsummer was not on that list oh, i've wow, not yeah. seen that i've not, oh, I've not seen that yeah very much a actually... thriller horror you'd like it they haven't. Yeah. I really. They, they haven't mentioned like a couple of the new ones. Like I've not seen it yet. So, uh, I, and I do want to see it very soon. But like, um, is it Get Out and Us? I've yeah. seen Us, but Amazing Get Out. Movies. I've heard really good thing, and I, I, I'm surprised yeah. that that wasn't. Um... Uh, Get Out is Get Out is not only a good film; it's an important film, and I think that it's 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 an amazing film. But it has so many messages and underlying stories that come along with it that it's worth not just one watch but several. It's it's an amazing okay. movie. Okay. Yeah, I've actually heard people say that because I've seen Get Out, but yeah, I've heard lots of people say that you should watch it more than once because there's things that you just miss. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 
because I've seen Us, which was the same. It's the same guy, isn't it? Director. Yes. Yeah, jo- yeah. Jordan Peele. Jordan yeah. Peele, that's right. Yeah. And has he got a new one coming out? Or He does, yeah. Um, so what's it going to be called? Um, but it's it's another it's another movie that focuses on like common day uh, ideologies that need to be further discussed. And, and I, I forget the name of the movie is going to be called, but it's supposed to be like super terrifying. Watch, watch your space then for that one. Okay, so I did want to talk about some tropes. I did have a nine-minute runtime, but ah, that's gone out the window. Um, so it's <laughs> <laughs> always the case. So, like some tropes. So I had some written down here, and I know we've mentioned some. So I, I, I've, I've put like the victim in a house that always run upstairs or into a blocked-off area. Why, why did they not just run out the back door? Why did they not run outside? It's like whenever they're at, they're, they're scared. They have to run into the place where they're going to get trapped the most. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun to watch to watch them make terrible decisions. But I, I think it's like the whole if you've ever been on a game show before, uh, which I've been on like stupid, silly ones where I can't remember easy things. So I think it's kind of like that same thing. The adrenaline's pumping and you have to make quick decision and your brain Hold just on. have you been on like game shows on TV or is this Oh no! Like like. Oh, internet. I, just, I wanted to see like, if we had a scoop. Then I wanted to see if we oh, had a scoop. Oh god, no, no! <laughs> I wish because I would have had so much more fun with their production team. They would have had with me because, <laughs> like, how do we get? He's been here for two hours. We have to cut all this down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to be on a game show. I love general knowledge. I love quizzes. But yeah, Lou, you mentioned like the one about yeah running into uh where the blood is, blood soaked, soaked doors, blood stained. Yeah, yeah. Or there's a mysterious scratching noise. No, my guy, go to bed. Go go down in that basement when it's fucking daytime. And all this shit's always at night as well. It's always yes, pitch yeah, black yeah. or the electrics have just gone out and they're always doing it with a candle or the worst light source in the world. Like, why does no one get a phone torch out? That shit lights up an entire room. There's no, there's no paranormal spirits that can be in this room with the power of an iPhone flashlight. You've, you've got my number three there. Power <laughs> cut, phone cut, always has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my number two was so, and this is more from like the modern films thing. But the killer calls someone on the phone, and the person on the phone spends five minutes saying, "I'll oh, stop it, Brad. Stop it, Brad. Stop pranking <laughs> me." Instead of like this guy saying, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut you." Oh, stop it, you know. And, and it, it's like. I think it's a friend not even potentially thinking like it could be real or hanging up. See, but see, there's two differences there as well, because you've just done that in an American accent. Sorry, because again, we as Brits, we can't pinpoint American accents correctly. But if it was in England, you'd pick the phone up. You'd think it was a scam call. You'd say, fuck off and then put the phone down and that would be it. There, there would be no more phone calls. You'd just go number, block, phone down, finished. <laughs> then as, you, as you actually slam the phone down. Well, you can't even slam the phone down anymore because it's cell phones. You'd be like, prick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, could, you can't, yeah. Now that we don't even have flip phones. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even flip them anymore. <laughs> yeah, aggressively push the end call button. <laughs> I've had, why did I have to investigate a clearly haunted or murderer infested house? <laughs> you right. know, it's like. That's the one that always bugs me. It's like, hey, just so you guys know, multiple people have died in this house in gruesome ways. And the police have found them in all areas of the home. No area was safer, untouched by the blood <laughs> of the innocent. It's like, hey, dude, do you want to go there and film stuff? <laughs> do I? 
<laughs> Let's go. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, we're going to go make out in that house. Didn't they call that the, the murder house? Yeah, but that was years ago. You know, it's, what could possibly happen? <laughs> Before you go any further, I've got another one now. Okay, the annoying friend in the film that tries to justify every paranormal occurrence as being perfectly normal. The <laughs> yes. person that you want to die, but somehow just doesn't and just spends 60 <laughs> minutes of the runtime pissing you off. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, I'm perfectly sure there's a reason as to why your children are caught on video levitating in the middle of the <laughs> living room. Um, could just be wind. And it's just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think it was hot. They had popsicles or high on sugar. Like, you know, that's how that goes. <laughs> I think this is actually from screen, but yeah, if you do find yourself in a clearly haunted house, don't have sex because that'll yeah. kill you. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're you're next on the on the kill list then. And the final one is yeah, there always has to be. We, we've said it. There always has to be a haunted book or a book of yeah. the dead or something, <laughs> and someone will always read it. And someone will say, "Stop!" Someone will be scared, say, "Stop reading it." And the other one will say, "Ah, oh, don't be such a wuss." We'll you know and carry on reading it. I'm starting to wonder why we don't use technology. It's like a haunted Kindle reader. Someone finds an iPod and it's a cursed audio book. <laughs> well, it's like that movie Countdown. They did that shit where it was like, oh, it's a haunted app. And everyone's like, I'm going to install it. I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> Just keep installing it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. Uh, right, have, have we got any more of these? Those were, those were what I had. Oh, I can't see Matt. You oh, can't Matt's see me? I us... know oh, I can see and hear Matt, but his shown has gone offline. Oh, really? I right, tell you what, what I, I might do, I think you can all hear me. I'm going to stop the recording, download okay. what we've got, and then... Luke, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Right, so before we carry on, Luke, do you want to just explain what happened there? Yeah, I mean, to, so... To our recording? <laughs> we were talking about haunted audiobooks um because that's where we finished and about how stupid why why is it not that that technology is haunted and you see a haunted kindle and then just as that happened the connection in the podcast dropped um i couldn't see or hear anyone bar dan <laughs> and i think everybody could hear and see me and i did say to dan while we were off air um that's really quite strange that we were talking about haunted technology maybe we've disturbed something and that's how easy it is we didn't even need to read a book we just needed to swear at some tech um, so, little bit, so little got... bit creepy. Um, I just said to myself, I'm going to get an advert on my phone later on on like one of the social medias, and it's going to be like some spooky, ancient yeah. the the own uh, the own advert only I've seen. <laughs> like, the light went out on my webcam. This is, I'm sorry, gods of tech. I'm, I'm you know, I, I feel we... who, right. Who who was muttering? So, Lou, what have you? What did you Google when we were talking about cursed verses? And the, what did you? The, what were you I, reading out? This is what it is. I don't have um an Apple computer, so maybe it's like Steve Jobs haunting us for using PC or something. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. I kind of don't want to tempt fate there, and I think we should call it there anyway. I, th- I think it's great. But did anyone have any other tropes or anything before we? Before we had... No, I'm just terrified now that I think that the ghost of Steve Jobs is going to kill me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so before anything does happen, Lou, was there anything else from you? I did have one more film, um, okay, and okay. it's one that I think super underrated, and it's St. Maud. If I've well, you mentioned that, that in the other podcast, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. St. Maud would 100% recommend. Brilliant film. Won't say anything more about it. Just would definitely give it a watch. Super underrated, I think. Is it on Netflix? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't think we've not got a sponsor yet from either of those companies. So (laughs) I'm reluctant to give either of them a shout out until one of them gives us a payday. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, you could probably find it on like an Amazon Prime, even if it's like paid for. Um, but yeah, definitely worth a watch. Yeah, hundred percent worth yeah. a watch. <laughs> I do like that. That I think actually, I think I've worked out what happened with that tech technology break. Matt's appeared with a new can. Oh yeah, he's, he's yeah, pulled the plug, didn't he? He pulled the plug. He's like, this has gone up too long. Dad said it was going to be ninety minutes. I pulled the plug out. Um, it, this is a special one, though. I will say this is a very special can because it should appeal to you guys. It's from an Staffordshire, Staffordshire, no, yes. That, yeah. Yeah. So uh, they specialize in English uh, style beers, uh, ESBs, and also this is the one that Adam, my co-host, got to collab with with a local brewery called Leaning Cask. This is his oatmeal stout recipe. They got to brew, and now it's in uh, mass production all across Pennsylvania. Wow. Just need, need the beer now. I mean, yeah, I yeah. This is, I want that pop. Is nice <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Matt, we'll come back to you because I know you've got something for our before we go bit at the end, but do you want to tell people where they can find you um, on your socials, et cetera, what's the best way to get hold of you? Absolutely. Before I do that, I want to say thanks again to you guys for letting me come on. It is so much fun to hang out with people that just want to have fun. And your podcast has always been a Sunday staple for me. It's the first thing I listen to when I wake up. So thank you guys very much for that and keep up the great work. Um, as thank for you. us, no, thank you. Adam and I can be found in the Judgatorium at Decay and WTV on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Do not forget about our uh, Gmail account. We are uh, decayandwtv at gmail.com. We have a red bubble where we sell dad hats for $19.52. And uh, we like to have a lot of fun. So you can check us out on YouTube as well and see me break my laptop or eat spiced popcorn <laughs> or have Adam yell at me for fucking something up. So check us out. <laughs> no, cheers. And thanks for coming on. I know you have been actually, you're, you're one of our, you know, you're a good supporter of our, our podcast. Uh, no, so thank you for that. And thank you for coming on. Us. If you can, if you like this, and why wouldn't you have, let, you know, leave us a rating where you can. You can get in touch with us at castingviewspod at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at castingviews. That's where I tend to be more active. So, yeah, let us know what you thought. If you want to be on a show or just to say hi, we like hearing from people. So get in touch. We're not scary people. We've done a scary show, but we're not scary people. Um, <laughs> right. Before we go then, Matt, over to you. Oh yeah, absolutely. So one of the last things I want to, I want to say before I go, because I, you know, being on with you guys, I'm sure I'm reaching out to people who may have never heard me before. So I want to take opportunity just so you guys know, uh, my partner and I, Adam, we are making beer called make peace, not war it is a cream ale. It's called cream world order. And right now for uh, it's a $10 donation, you can get a 22 ounce bomber bottle uh of that beer for you however of course due to federal regulations we can't ship bottles outside of pennsylvania so um, if you actually will check us out on our social media and donate ten dollars just know that all that money is going to the ukraine to support refugees through the red cross and it's also going to the veterinarian hospital called yulaguk and they take care of everything from mice and kitty cats to horses and goats and everything in between. And as it stands right now, they've had to close six of their facilities due to the ongoing conflict in the Russian-Ukraine uh, war. It's a war. Um, and they need all the help they can get. And we want to give them every last dollar we possibly can while also doing some of the things that we love, like podcasting and making beer. So make peace, not war. Check us out. Donate money if you can. If not, just tell us that you think you like our beer, and we'll take that too. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Lou, that's a yeah, and and if, if you let us know the link uh, sure. later on, um, Lou, that actually that feels like another episode. The stuff I'm learning about, like this federal laws, like they can't, you know, <laughs> shipping alcohol out of state. I mean, it's it's it's, it's mind blowing. 
Yeah, way. it's all crazy. It's like not being able to take beer out like from Nottinghamshire to Cambridgeshire or something, isn't it? Yeah, it feels yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> any, I was going to say, sound quite sinister. Any final words from you? I was going to say, Lou, but anything before we go from <laughs> no, you? No, you know what? I actually think that that's the most like either like wholesome, like um, good way that we could have probably ended any episode. So I think, yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. I've got nothing further. I don't think. No, no, absolutely. And like we said, we'll we'll put the link out. I mean, uh, yeah, check check Adam and Matt out. Great people. I mean, you've heard Matt. How can you how can you not warm him through this? So, right. People so we'll are going to be listening to this podcast just for his voice and the therapy that it's going to be giving them. <laughs> <laughs> and in reality, we we might have to have a Matt themed month because we could do wrestling, <laughs> alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> keep having me back. We could talk all kinds of shit. Like. <laughs> We'll see, we'll, see, we'll see you next month. We we'll see we we'll see you next month. I'm down. Uh, <laughs> great. So so we'll wrap up there. So we know there's a lot of podcasts from which you can choose. So we thank you for listening to Casting Views.